0: And welcome to another episode of Seizing Adulthood with V.A.D.
1: And me, Herwin. A
0: weekly podcast where we talk about our misadventures in adulthood so that you can learn from mistakes without having to make them and we can tell you how not to adult.
1: This week, we will be talking about hobbies. And by definition, it means they are activities done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure.
0: I guess a simpler way to say it is that they're basically things done out of enjoyment. And I think there are so many reasons as to why people have hobbies or start hobbies. I mean, the reason I have hobbies is that they help me de-stress and at the same time make me feel productive.
1: My hobbies keep me sane. One of them, which is playing video games, has helped me, I guess, nurture my relationship with my brothers as it is one of our common interests. And someday, when this pandemic is all over, I'd also want to do something with them again. Another hobby we all share, which is playing board games. I'm a sucker for board games. We have a bunch at home, but it's always better to play with people, especially with your friends. Also, I'm too competitive that I don't even give Adi a chance to win.
0: Competitive? I think the right word for it is picon. What? The reason we decided to actually dedicate an episode about hobbies is that Herman thinks this will serve as some sort of intervention for me, me or... even for others to rethink their interests and hobbies to save time and money.
1: There have been times when hobbies did turn my life upside down. I think Magic the Gathering was one of them. I would usually not eat anything for an entire day just so I could use my allowance on booster packs. About the same time as MTG, I also collected Hero Clicks and Mage Knight. Saving for these hobbies affected my health, which was why I was very, very thin during high school. And college. Hey, yeah, that's true. Anyway, why eat when you can play, right? <laughs> that
0: borderline sounds like an addiction.
1: It is, it is. And sometimes, 80s fascination for things gets way out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a few years ago, she was so obsessed with zoom Tsum Zooms, those Japanese toy collectibles from Disney that you can stack up. She kept buying them back in 2014, and mind you, they weren't exactly cheap.
0: They were around $5.50 each, I think. I don't really remember. And before, the only place I could actually buy them locally was in Big Boys. And sometimes, I'd even ask friends to buy some for me if ever there would be any who would go to Disneyland. (laughs) I even got so obsessed with the mobile game as well. I was a mess.
1: And then after that zoom-zoom phase that lasted for about three years, you moved on to Funko Pops, then Kirby, then Gudetama, then stamp making, calligraphy, paper cutting, uh, felting, canvas painting, all that. That's why toy for toys. this hey. episode,
0: we talk about how hey. not to start that's a true. hobby. What happens when passionate interests become obsessions or when hobbies become distractions?
1: When it comes to hobbies, I think AD has tried to do so many things already. From toy collecting, to some intense art experimenting, and even cork seed hunting.
0: I'm a hundred seeds away from getting Hestu's golden shit. shit. (laughs) But anyway, hobbies are fun, but sometimes they can also get in the way of life. For me, a hobby stops being fun when it becomes stressful, because it completely destroys the point of a hobby, which is to be calming and... Well, relaxing.
1: I also noticed how people are getting into a lot of hobbies lately since most of us are stuck at home or are working or studying from home. But sometimes it does make me wonder if the hobby trends that we see online on our friends' feeds right now would still continue or carry on when the pandemic is over.
0: Makes you actually wonder whether sustainability should be a factor when it comes to starting hobbies.
1: Exactly. Are you in it for the long haul or would it be just a momentary thing because it's a trend? Sometimes you even have to consider the following things like how much time you can devote to a hobby. What types of people would you like to interact with when you engage in a certain hobby?
0: Or how much money are you willing to invest? And are there any benefits that your hobby provides? That's why for this episode, we talk about how not to start a hobby so that you can save time, effort, and money.
1: We will also have another giveaway for this episode, which is actually kind of huge.
0: Oh yeah, because for this week, there would be one winner of a Funko Pop package that includes a gold chrome Iron Man and an upgraded suit Spider-Man along with a Hulk Pocket Pop keychain. We are also giving away a big boy Funko Pop Pez. If you want to see how they look, check out our Instagram at seizingadulthood. So stay tuned to find out how you can get a chance to win Funko Pops. Anyway, back to the topic, how not to start a hobby. Tip number one, do not start a hobby just to fit in. These days, people are easily convinced to do things thanks to the powerful combination of social media and hype, which is basically intensive promotion and publicity of any product or idea. Then boom, a trend is born. And trends are things or behaviors that have short-lived popularity that eventually go away. They are, by definition, collective behaviors that develop within a culture, a generation, or even a social group in which people enthusiastically follow for a finite period. Can you name some of the trends you see on your social media circles right now?
1: Plantito, uh, Plantita, uh, Platito, Platita. <laughs> Showing off uh, PC builds, I guess. I think nonstop social media narcissism is a hobby for some, too. <laughs> But let's go with uh, plantito, plantita, since that just became a thing recently.
0: I guess we can use plantitos and plantitas as an example. I also see a lot of my friends turned plantito, plantita, but I prefer calling them by a more gender-neutral term. So I guess if there are fur parents, there are also plant parents. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it may be a trend but at least it's a good trend that I hope people would continue to do even after the hype is all over because, hey, it encourages people to take care of plants. I'm
1: not a nature guy. I know that if I start handling plants, they will die. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe, just maybe, if I do decide to be one, I'll be discreet. Start with one plant and I try to make it live. I would learn how to take care of that or whatever plant I choose, and once I know I can cultivate that plant, then that's the time I post about it on social media. But I don't really post any stuff on Facebook or Instagram, so it would be more like me just getting to know how to plant. I don't need any labels to define my hobbies. I just do them because they make me happy. I do
0: hope the people who chose the plant life won't go cold turkey in the future because we actually need more people like them, right? Yes. I tried to be one back in 2014 with all my succulents and cacti. Mind you, they're still out there in our garden right now. But for me, the interest just went blah. Like Uh. It faded because I didn't really have enough time to invest on that hobby anymore. But I guess, or I think, I found something more interesting.
1: Six years later, and her cacti are still stabby and thorny. Wow.
0: <laughs> I also remember back in grade school, my friends and I were making these friendship bracelets made from nylon. I forgot what they were called. And then we would put beads on them that spell out our names. Eddie. No, they were not loom bands Because they were quite recent Ours was the macrame type And I remember making some for all my family members And of course, they were all Wow, this is nice But never wore them at all Because they kind of looked tacky (laughs) But anyway, a few months With a bunch of bracelets And a mountain of beads later I grew tired of doing it then just dropped and abandoned the whole thing. Because my friends also stopped making them. Okay,
1: since this is some sort of intervention for you, so you would stop hobby hopping, let's talk about this once and for all. How many hobbies did you actually drop after losing interest in them?
0: I don't think interest was entirely the issue or the main factor. But one of the main reasons why I dropped most of them is that I just didn't have time to do them anymore. Or... I didn't even bother to find the time to do them because I was doing so many other things on top of my actual job, which is actually something that we will be discussing later when we reach tip number three.
1: Bottom line, this tip is actually about self-reflection, which asks the questions, why are you doing this hobby? Do you see yourself still engaging in this hobby after a while? Do you actually like doing it or just because everyone else is doing it? Or are you just doing it for the sake of belongingness and instant gratification?
0: Right. Those are questions one should actually consider. After all, whenever you start a hobby, you have to dedicate a certain time, some effort, and of course, money into it. So think about those things before starting a new one. As mentioned earlier, are you in it for the long haul or would it just be a momentary thing because it's a trend? And that's it for tip number one. Do not start a hobby just to fit in.
1: On to tip number two, do not be ashamed of your hobby or hobbies. I have an experience to share for this tip and looking back at it, at that very moment, I realized that there was no reason for me to give up something I enjoyed and shared with like-minded people because of what other people thought. I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I'm a huge Kamen Rider fan. I used to watch Kamen Rider on Cartoon Network, and back in college, it was something that I couldn't really tell anyone since I know I'll be judged for liking something so childish. No! <laughs> wow.
0: Henshin! <and>
1: <laughs> Henshin! Flashback. So, this batchmate of mine posted a video of him wearing the Kabuto belt, and him using all of its features, the same exact commands from the series, and the freaking belt was talking. I was so fascinated watching the video since he got all of the sequences right. Like one, two, three, cast off. Wah,
0: wah, wah, wah.
1: So sorry, bad sound effects. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, another batchmate of mine says, "Tang ina parang gago, ano yan, bata?"
0: Hater. <laughs> so
1: annoying. Right away, I hid my giddiness and I played along with them just so that I won't be judged since they were my circle of friends. I never even found the chance to talk to that guy about our common interests. I was only able to find people who liked Kamen Rider when I started working. Shout out to RJ and Neil for being fans of Kamen Rider. (laughs) Haha. (laughs) ha, Henshin.
0: And if you can see him right now, he's doing weird hand movements. (gasps) Still a huh. fanboy with his Kamen Rider toys. Cyclone Joker! <laughs> Meanwhile, for me, back when I was teaching, I didn't really like talking about my hobbies with co-workers. Well, except for the ones I'm really friends with or thought I was I friends with. Friends. <laughs> At first, I did actually share the stuff I was into, but after a while, I just learned to keep things to myself. There was a time when I was like sewing a felt project I had, It was a Game Boy Color pouch, you know, the ones I used to make.
1: Yes, yes, I remember. It was
0: lunchtime, and I had a two-hour break before my next teaching class, so I decided to bring one of the pouches so that I can work on a few stitches since I wasn't working on the deadline or anything, and it was actually my break time. Mm -hmm. It's my personal time. Then... A co-teacher asked me what I was doing. And of course, I showed her what I was sewing. And then she went all, Ay, ang chaga naman, handmade pa. Then it attracted like two more teachers to check out what I was doing when I was quietly staying in my usual corner. And then it happened after the usual chit-chat. One of them said, Wow, dami mo namang alam, dami mo wing time. And then I thought, Why do you sound so condescending that I have time for something I actually like doing? And let me tell you, those dami mong alam, dami mong time comments and retorts are so shallow and are actually insults. So stupid. It's not my fucking fault. No, walang time to do anything else but complain about your job because you have bad time management. (laughs) From then on, I never really talk to anyone unless, again, they're actually my legit work friends about stuff I'm doing or I'm into because. I don't want to be mocked for having a life outside work.
1: Yeah, better share interests with people who support you than with those who make you feel like you're an outcast for having the time to do the things that you love. To be able to express oneself is a basic human desire after all, and hobbies allow you to do that.
0: That's why communities exist. Reddit. Like, we are part of so many communities. We are in a pug group, Funko groups, comic book groups, video game groups. I mean, joining a community is a great way to share interests and meet like-minded people who wouldn't judge you because they understand you. But do take note that communities do become toxic at times, especially when members get in fights online. And yeah, that happens, but it's a part of the experience and it's still fun. You forgot
1: to mention how we're also a part of a podcasting community.
0: And that, <laughs> just recently.
1: So uh, be proud of your individuality and your hobbies, no matter how weird other people might think about them. Because the people who matter will always, always support you. And that's it for tip number two. Do not be ashamed of your hobby or hobbies.
0: Moving on to tip number three do not forget to set your priorities. I guess one of the downsides of having hobbies is that sometimes we tend to devote so much of our time, effort, and money to them that we forget other responsibilities. That happened to me quite a few times, like when I first started to get into collecting Funko Pops back in 2013. I didn't really have a line or series that I was focused on, so I kept buying random pops. Like, really random. Even right now, when I see our Funko wall, I'm like, why did I even buy these? Since I kept buying and buying and buying, I wasn't even able to save money anymore. Instead of me dedicating money to savings, I just splurged it on Funko. But yeah, thankfully, that stopped. Thank you. I mean, I still collect pops, but I only focus on my main lines now, which are cartoons. And if any Scott Pilgrim pops go on sale, I'd get one, but only when I have extra cash to spend. It's no longer a must for me to get them right away.
1: Gudetama is another example. At the start, <laughs> she would have a new Gudetama thing every month. Like, not even every month. Like, Twice or thrice in a month.
0: Probably not It's true. <laughs> she still collects
1: Gudditama things, but it wasn't as intense as before. And I think her last major Gudditama purchase was when she bought those expensive Reebok Instapump Fury Gudditama shoes limited edition. when she went to Japan. Limited edition. And You've never even used it.
0: Limited them.
1: edition. 10k gone.
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, I forgot they existed, <laughs> along with my Adventure Time boots.
1: Were those the limited edition Doc Martens boots that you sold on Carousel? Man, the buyer's face lit up like Christmas when he saw it.
0: Yeah, because I that's sold a he. It. That's a he. Yeah, because I sold it for such a low price. Limited edition. <laughs> That was another one, actually. I still have one more pair left hidden in this room, safe and tucked away from your judging eyes.
1: What? (laughs) Meanwhile, for me, back when I recently graduated from college in 2011, I was a bum for about five months. I was able to indulge myself in long hours of gameplay without any worries. I'd be waking up early in the morning, booting up the PS3 to play all day. I was always the first one to wake up and the last one to sleep every single day. (laughs) What a routine. The worst part was everything was free since I was still living with my parents and I was just playing games on a daily basis. When I started talking to Adi, I realized that she might not like me if she knew I was working as a pal. (laughs) Palamunin. (laughs) Palamunin god it's so shameful (laughs) i think it was about or I, i think it was around my fourth month as a bum when i started to look for a job i eventually landed one in less than a month and it felt good to have a new sense of direction and productive routine i did have less time playing but it wasn't the end of the world in fact the job even helped me play more games since i was able to afford buying them The shift in priorities made room for more opportunities. And that's it for tip number three. Do not forget to set your priorities. Next is tip number four. Do not overdo it.
0: (laughs) Well, it's really great for anyone to find something they enjoy doing. But again, too much of something is bad. (laughs) There really are downsides when it comes to hobbies. Since I relate most to the hobby of collecting things, I would use Funko Pops again as an example. There was a time when I was a completist, and by definition, a completist is an obsessive, typically indiscriminate collector or fan of something. Relating this to Funko Pops, unlike now, I used to collect all Pops from a series. How does that work? Let's say I really like Sailor Moon, but my favorite characters are just Usagi Tsukino and Rehino. Basically, Sailor Moon and Sailor Mars. So instead of me just getting those two pops, as a completist, I would get all of the characters in the series. And will continue to get them as long as they're related to that show, that line, or that series.
1: And that's why we have a whopping complete line of Fortnite one. <laughs> Remember, guys, they're still up for grabs.
0: Please buy them. Please buy them. After a while, I realized being a completist wasn't sustainable. And it was actually quite stressful and not to mention very expensive. I was overdoing it. So I had to stop.
1: (laughs) And she did. Which was a good thing. Mentally, emotionally, and financially. (laughs) (laughs) Right. For me, I admit that I binge watch TV shows. I love sitcoms and I vividly remember watching and completing that 70 show in a span of two bum months. That was around 200-ish episodes just watching day in and day out if I wasn't playing. I think I did the same thing when I started watching Archer, uh, IT Crowd, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Brooklyn 99, 9 Hunter, Hunter. That's a lot. Kamen Rider W, you stop Den-O, that. Ghost, Wizard, stop, Amaz. Stop. Those are all Kamen Riders. <laughs> God, I really love Kamen Riders. Okay, <laughs> we get it. My sleeping habits are always affected and I'm guilty of that. Isang episode na lang. Mind- <laughs> mindset.
0: <laughs> 5 hours later.
1: 5 hours later, <laughs> I knew that I needed to set boundaries for watching if they start to affect my health. And Just recently, I limited myself to one to two episodes per day. I get to look forward to watching the next episode, and at the same time, it doesn't compromise anything.
0: I guess it's a lot easier to throw yourself entirely into a hobby when you really love it. When you're super passionate about your hobbies and interests, it can be hard to turn it off at the end of the day. Then, if ever you do step away from the idea... Thoughts are still floating around in your mind, like, oh my god, Dikupana Bibile, oh my god, I need to watch more episodes. Sure, in some ways, it's really nice to be consumed with a hobby that you love or really like, but it can also be really exhausting when you overdo it. So yeah, take a step back when you think you're overdoing it already, and don't forget to listen to your wallet.
1: That's a true voice of conscience. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for tip number four. Do not overdo it. Next and final tip is tip number five. Do not forget to have fun. Hobbies will always be therapeutic.
0: Well, they should be.
1: (laughs) Well, at least for me. It's getting into the finer details of things that make it worthwhile. And it helps me develop my sense of curiosity. I've mentioned on the previous podcast that I started getting into the lore of Warhammer 40k. It has over 30 years of lore and the game itself has billions and billions of years worth of stories. Since I couldn't exactly read everything, I try to find the time to just listen to this huge audiobook-like playlist on YouTube. Right now, I can't commit to collecting and painting their miniatures, they're so expensive, but I'm glad I found a new hobby during this pandemic, and it's free. To be honest, this is the first time I spent hours just listening to stories. And on top of that, I got to talk about it with my brothers since they're also into it as well. Yay! <laughs> I found something I enjoyed and a small community of like minded people to talk to. I'm a huge sucker for space marines. And by the way, my favorite chapter is The Grey Knights. For the Emperor!
0: Hobbies are opportunities for escape. If they're no longer fun, that means they've become a chore. And if you have too many hobbies, you'll end up focusing on just one and neglecting the others. That's why I learned to focus on the ones that I really enjoyed doing and dropped the ones that were no longer that exciting and felt like... An unpleasant but necessary task. So again, don't overdo it and just have fun. And that's it for tip number five. Do not forget to have fun. Anyway, before we end this episode, we would like to announce a...
1: Giveaway! Hooray again for Free Stuff Part 3! This week, as mentioned earlier and as announced on Instagram, we will be giving away a Funko Pop Package. That includes a gold chrome Iron Man and Spider-Man in an upgraded suit along with a Hulk Pocket Pop keychain. We are also giving away a big boy Funko Pop Pez.
0: Again, if you want to see how they look, you can check our Instagram post at seizingadulthood. If you want to get a chance to win the Funko Pop package, all you have to do is follow us on Instagram at Seizing Adulthood. Post a photo of your hobby or hobbies on your Instagram story. Tell us why you enjoy doing them and tag us to qualify.
1: One entry per person only. Meanwhile, if you just want to win the big boy Funko Pop Pez raffle that actually comes with a surprise prize, all you have to do is
0: follow us on Instagram at Seizing Adulthood. Just comment Taco on our post about this week's episode,
1: and
0: tag two friends to qualify. As in, just type T A C O and tag two friends. Taco. You can comment as many times as you like, as each comment is considered one entry to the raffle. Again, this is just for the big boy Funko Pop pens, but if you want to get a chance to win the Funko Pop package. Just go back a few seconds and listen to the instructions for that part.
1: The giveaway is entirely free, but the winner would have to handle the shipping or delivery fee, which is why the giveaway is only available to Metro Manila residents only. We will announce the lucky winners on October 24, Saturday, via Instagram, so please do join!
0: Going back, let us go through the tips mentioned earlier for how not to start a hobby. Tip number one, do not start a hobby just to fit in.
1: Tip number two, do not be ashamed of your hobby or hobbies.
0: Tip number three, do not forget to set your priorities.
1: Tip number four, do not overdo it.
0: And tip number five, do not forget to have fun. Having a hobby has a lot of advantages. However, don't forget the fact that it also has disadvantages and that passions grow and change. You might fall out of love with a hobby one day. And that's why it's important to keep other aspects of your life going.
1: Better to spread the love around and find joy in all aspects of your life. Right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And don't forget to join our giveaways.
0: And please do tune in next week when we have part one of our Halloween special where we will be talking about
1: How Not to Be Scared After Watching Horror Films.
0: (sighs) Until next week AD out Bye Music by Joshua Benson
1: Editing by ADD